Hello, this is Eden on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. This is Eden on 88.9 The Bridge. Hello, this is Eden on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. I'm back with my show, Garden of Eden. And I'm back with my show, Garden of Eden. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. Hello, this is Eden on 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. It's Garden of Eden, and I'm your host. I talk about what I like most. Garden of Eden. (laughs) I guess this is the finale. Um, This is the final episode of Garden of Eden. I, I can't believe I'm reaching this moment, and I honestly don't even really know what to say. I, I think that this radio show has really been the best part of my entire high school experience. It really rounded out my four years at MIHS in a way, in a way that I can't even... I, I'm just so grateful uh, for the radio program and for my show and for everything that that encapsulates. And so, without further ado, we can get into this last episode where I'll do some reflecting, share some favorite uh, show moments, interview moments... And yeah, it'll be a good time. I really just, I want to take in this moment and take in this episode because man, oh man, I I know that this is a time that I'll look back on. This show will be something that I look back on and say, I am so glad that I did that. So I I started Garden of Eden my junior year, uh, around the time that I joined the radio program. And I remember when I was in class, I didn't really have any close friends in the class no one that I was like at the point where I could just like hop on a show with them so I was like hey I'll just start one by myself and that was kind of an intimidating thing to do um choosing to have a show alone rather than with a co-host because you're kind of relying on yourself I looked at what other people were doing for their shows there were sports shows and music shows and trivia shows and I was like I don't want to pick one thing. I've always kind of been like that, struggling to pick one thing. And what Joe said is that I didn't have to. Um, And I really appreciated that because I didn't. And I think that that's why I was able to get so much out of Garden of Eden. And so I, I I kind of just started. I recorded an episode and this was back when 88.9 wasn't on Transistor, which in Transistor is the platform that we used for our podcasting. So I'll put my Garden of Eden episodes on 88.9 on air. And then I'll also post them to Transistor, which distributes the episodes to like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of that. And so I was just going on air and I decided it would be Saturdays at 10 a.m. And I, I think one of my very, very first episodes was about hummingbirds. I did some other episodes that I don't even think are up on Spotify where I talked about various topics. At the beginning of the show, I definitely did more of the delving into a specific thing more than interviews and stuff like that. Uh, and I kind of like that over the course of my show, I've gone through phases and periods of time where I like doing something specific. And then I would choose to like move on and do something more. So so yeah, that that's kind of how my show my show got started. Once we got on Transistor, which had to have been like maybe like a few months before we went into quarantine, once I started posting my show to a podcast, I kind of upped the quality a little bit, adding intro music and editing my podcast because I used to just record it straight on Zeta, which is uh, the 
platform that our radio station operates on and I would just upload it straight there and not do any editing, not add in any music. And that really changed this year. And that's another thing. If you if you listen back to my earlier radio episodes, the production quality improves dramatically. And that's something that I've really learned and and I kind of forget sometimes that I've built so many skills in broadcasting. Like I know how to plan out an episode and then execute it and then I know how to load the audio into Adobe Audition and edit it down and fix audio quality and add in transition music and make it sound really professional. And I think that that's something that is super cool and can benefit me a lot in life because maybe there'll be a time when I will need to use my broadcasting skills. As we're recording my show, I still remember, I, I actually remember the first time I was ever in the radio station recording. It was the very first week of school and I stayed after class because I had seventh period marketing with Joe back when he used to teach marketing, but now he has too many radio periods to be able to do that. Um, and I, I had never seen the actual radio station or spent a lot of time in there. And so I was like, oh, do you, I, I was just asking Joe some questions and he was like, oh, I'll give you a tour. And he took me around the station and gave me a tour and we ended up in the, so the station split into a classroom, which has a few recording studios in the hallway. And then in a separate room, like down the hallway of the school, there there's the station or what we call like the station where, where there's a lot more recording rooms and um, the environment feels a lot more radio station-esque. And he said, do you want to record a voice track? And I had to say yes because I wasn't I wasn't going to say no and so we got in into the radio station I was so nervous I had never ever recorded anything for radio in my life and so we sat down in the seat and he he started recording and asked me uh, what I was looking forward to in radio and he asked me what I was looking forward to in that year and I don't even remember what I said I think I blacked out I was so nervous uh, I probably give some awkward answer, but then he said, "What time do you want it to be on?" And I said something like three thirty, and then I told my mom to tune in, and she heard me on the radio, and I heard myself on the radio, and it was this moment where I was like, "Wow, that is so cool that this is a real operating radio station that I can be on." And then I also remember the first time that I ever recorded by myself, or I tried to record a story time by myself. I went into the station after school and I I tried so many times to record this story time about a hike that I did and how it went wrong and it was supposed to be funny and and, and interesting and I just remember I couldn't get it right and I felt so awkward and I didn't know what to say and I think back to that time and then comparing it to where I'm at now with, with radio broadcasting and my show just wow it shows how much I have grown and how much I've improved as a broadcaster. It actually took me until March, um, very, very early March, to do my first ever interview. And that was with Avi Schiffman, uh, who created a coronavirus tracking website. I was really nervous for that, but I actually think it went pretty well, all things considered, listening back to the episode, which you can still find on Spotify. Uh, I was so nervous, and it went okay, but then we went into lockdown. And so I didn't do any more interviews for the rest of that year. And then we entered summer and I didn't post my show during the summer. But then I kind of came back the next year. It was that you have this situation where all of these working professionals um, and other very interesting people are suddenly housebound. So it's so much easier to reach out to them and say, hey, would you do an interview over Zoom? Because people have more free time 
they're in one place, and they're really used to the virtual world. And so I think the some of the interviewees that I got on my show would not have interviewed if not for quarantine and if not for the weird circumstances. I also was surprised by who I could get answers from. Like, I interviewed Ryan Henry Ward, um, who's the muralist, and he would probably not have had the time to do that if if not for coronavirus. Um, I interviewed Dallas Clayton, who is literally my childhood hero. He, in middle school, was was literally a hero to me. And that was so, so cool. And there are countless others. I think I kind of got into the rhythm of conducting interviews. Like, I, I think that that's the biggest skill that I've built through doing my show is being able to conduct a good interview. And at, it reached a point where I, the first early on in interviewing, I would be so nervous before, so nervous. And I would think about it the entire day and not want to do it and be like, mom, 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 let me read you through these questions like 8 million times because I'm so nervous. And now I've come to a point where when I'm interviewing someone, I'm only excited. I'm not honestly that nervous. And and if I am nervous, it's for a specific reason. Like, oh, I'm worried that their expertise will be in, in an area that I don't understand very well. Or I'm nervous that they won't respond well to this one question. It's not about my skills as an inter- interviewee. I'm not doubtful that I won't be able to conduct a solid interview. And that's really, really relieving. And I've also, I think... In transitioning to interviewing people for a lot of my episodes, I've gotten to learn from all kinds of people. It's shown me like the power of of conversation as a means to connect with people and and really about how asking the right questions can strengthen an interview so much and make even like I think everyone can be interesting. See, yeah, everyone can be interesting if you ask the right questions. It's really shown me that and it's improved my skills as a communicator when I'm not on air and allowed me to feel more comfortable in in social interactions and like different situations with people I've never met before and speaking with adults and it's helped me in countless ways in my real life and I I don't even notice that I've improved so much like it, it to me it's just second nature conducting an interview but I, I will say, for my most successful interviews, and all of my interviews, I have to give a huge shout out to my mom, Deb Voss, because she um, helps me prepare. She helps me come up with creative questions, and she helps me when I'm super nervous, and I'll be like, do you think this one's good, or, or what do you think this person would want to talk about? And so she's been a really good support for that. Um, and so I have to give her credit, a lot of credit, for strengthening my skills as an interviewer. And I would also say another thing that uh, helped me kind of pivot as an interviewer uh, to being a lot better were my two interviews that I did was my interview with uh, Katie Sewell, who works at KUOW and has a podcast of her own and is a podcast consultant. And then also uh, Bill Radke, who works at KUOW as well and works in a different realm of like um, news reporting and podcasting. Both of them are total industry professionals, are very, very good at interviewing people, are super strong communicators, and gave me incredible advice about how to conduct a good interview and how to be a successful communicator. Both of them gave me takeaways that are insane. Like from Katie Sewell, I learned that you have to listen for what the person you're talking to is most interested in and then ask them more about that. If you go in with an idea of what you think a person's going to be like, you are setting yourself up kind of for failure. 
I mean, sometimes like when I interviewed early on, I would have like a list of questions and I would go through the questions. But what I've learned is it's good to go in with a few rough questions, an idea of where you want to end up in the end, and like kind of a story arc. And then from there, keep it very free form and just go with the interviewee and what they are most interested in. And it, of course, it's a skill that you have to build. It's 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 taken me a lot of time, a lot, a lot of interviews. I'm joined with Avi Schiffman, my mom, Representative Tana Sen, Glory Frankie, Ryan Henry Ward, Dallas Clayton, Katie Sewell, Andy Voss. With me today is Jeff Randolph. And I, yeah, I know that I could still improve improve a ton in that realm. Um, but uh, and then. For Bill Radke, I think the biggest thing, one of the coolest things that he said in that interview, um, I was like, what do you do when you have a conversation with someone that you don't really agree with? How do you like conduct yourself? How do you not fight back? Or um, also just like, how do, you, how do you listen so well and respond so well to what people have to say? And he said something like, well, I- I've come to realize that my opinion doesn't matter all that much. And I think that that was super interesting because it kind of had me stepping back and being like, yeah, my opinion actually doesn't matter that much because the opinion that matters in this context right now, right here, is the opinion of the person I'm talking to. And I'm I'm a lot less significant. I'm only there to aid in their success as like in, in sharing their answers and sharing their stories to the questions that I have. Um, and you, there are ways to like lift up an interviewee. And also by doing that, you can have conversations with uh, people that you don't agree with or people that will say things that are slightly more controversial. Um, I don't know. Uh, and I, I learned so much more from them that I've used in all aspects of my radio show. And so I would, I would highly recommend checking out those episodes if you haven't heard them yet, because they're actually some of my favorites that I've ever done. Some other favorite show moments I've really enjoyed having my, my friend Kelly Hillard as a guest. She's been in a lot of my episodes um, and she's also been the star of my favorite category of episodes I've done, which was my two episodes on Jenny Holzer's truisms. I think those were both super cool. And I actually tried really hard. <laughs> I tried really hard to get an interview with Jenny Holzer, um, on my show. I emailed at the beginning of this year and asked and was told that she was too busy. And then pretty recently, like a month or so ago, uh, I emailed again to ask if she had free time and I got another no. And then I said something back, like, I'll try again next year. Um, because I, did I, e- I might have emailed another time last year. That's funny. I've emailed a bunch and not uh, had success. But that's okay. Because I I wonder, I'm, I'm curious how many email inquiries I've sent out that have not gotten a response. It's a whole lot. I ended up creating like this email template that I kind of customize for each person so that I can send out a bunch of emails uh, with ease. But yeah, discussion-wise, my Jenny Holzer's Truisms episodes are my favorite. Um, I really liked my episode with my dad. Let's talk about money. That one was a massive success. And that's also one of my most listened to episodes. Oh, and another one of my most listened to episodes is my class of 2021. How are you really episode, which is where we report on this Google form we sent out when it was like the peak of online learning and our class was really struggling the class of 2021 as were was everybody else. But we sent out a form asking people how they really were and got kind of staggering it answers that would take you aback because they were really really sad um and that I think was a super well done episode that I'm really proud of um I feel like it really shared the experiences of the class of 2021 well and helped other people understand where our class is coming from um and then I 
I like that. The, see, my show is so random, just like this finale episode is scattered. My show is scattered as well. But I really enjoyed my social media series that I did just because I'm really interested in that topic. And so I find it very entertaining and I, I liked researching it and interviewing people. I had I discussed with my friend Kate and then I also uh, had on uh, Lila Shroff as a guest to talk about social media and misinformation and disinformation, all that. Um, I, I liked my episode on TikTok and how TikTok is terrifying because, uh, again, it touches on the social media stuff and the algorithms and, like, how social media uh, intersects with, like, society and pop culture and information. I don't know. I, I like learning about things, um, as do many. And I'm that's something I'm really excited for in college is to learn about a bunch of new topics. But my radio show allowed me to explore a lot of topics that I was very interested in. Um, I, I really like using my creativity to create. And I think the best reflection of that is Garden of Eden. So, overall, I could not be more grateful for all this radio show has provided me. I, I can't believe I had this program in my school that allowed me to have my own podcast and grow so much and connect with so many people and build a skill that I will use for the rest of my life. Who knows, maybe I'll use it directly and create another show. I'm considering creating another show where I interview people. That's all to be determined. But I think my overarching reflection on my show is the power of conversation. Like the, the amount that you can learn just from talking to someone. And also the power of using your own voice. I have built my voice so much and I have this platform where my voice is really heard and that is a really really empowering thing and side note I'm just remembering I have to give some shout outs to my most loyal Garden of Eden listeners my grandma grandma Lolly I'm so thankful that you were you were probably my most loyal listener listening every Saturday at 10 a.m. um then uh, Kate Frankie, such a loyal listener of 88.9 The Bridge. My parents, us always listening to my show together in the morning. Me sometimes cringing because I'd be like, oh, I can't believe I said that or did that. But I'm just, I'm so grateful to everybody who's listened to my show. It's like a little, a little tiny, tiny community <laughs> of listeners. But the support that I, the support that I got from listeners is something that helped me continue to do it and helped me stay motivated because I spent a whole lot of nights pushing out episodes and 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 editing last minute. Gosh, it takes a really long time to edit a radio episode. <laughs> but I, I think it's it's something that it's hard for me to not be self-deprecating and to find things that I'm truly proud of and acknowledge how proud I am of them. And I can say with absolute confidence that I am so proud of my show. I'm so proud of it. It's like my child. I never failed. Once I said at the beginning of this year that I was never going to not post an episode Saturdays at 10 a.m., I always got it up no matter what, even if I had to stay up so late doing it, even if it was the last thing I wanted to do, I always got the episode up. And for that, I am so proud. It has me bursting with pride because I think radio really shows kids what they have the power to accomplish if they use their voice if they use their talents if they put them in the right place and figure out how to like leverage their strengths 
Um, and that's what I've really, really, really learned to do. Um, I am so thankful to Joe Bryant, who's built this radio program where shows like mine are allowed to exist and kids like me are, are able to thrive. And I'm grateful to Mercer Island High School for having the radio program and allowing it to continue. And I'm grateful to all my friends and family for listening and, and being by my side as I create this show. And I, I, I just, ugh, I have so much to be thankful for. And I think I, I don't want to see my show come to an end, but just like high school, it has to. And there's that cheesy quote, all good things must come to an end. And that's really what this is. And maybe I'll start something new. But this chapter is coming to a close. I don't want to end this episode because I want to keep broadcasting on 88.9 forever and ever. And I want to sit here at my desk with my computer, with Adobe Audition open, recording at my microphone forever because it brings me so much joy. I, I can't even tell you how much joy it brings me to sit here and record and watch the sound wave go as as my voice records. But I, I think this is the end of the final episode of Garden of Eden ever. Um, maybe I'll be on the 88.9 airwaves again, but I'll never be on again with my show. So, um, I guess this has been Eden with my show, Garden of Eden, for the last time on 88.9 The Bridge. I hope you have a great rest of your day.